<laughs> okay. Um, while you're busy doubting yourself, someone is intimidated by your potential. Wow. So you got to speak really loud into the microphone. Was that, is this loud enough? That's better. Okay, cool. Maybe I just have to be like making out with it. That's good. Okay. Well, hello everybody. Happy, happy Thursday. Uh, it's currently, California is currently seven inches underwater. So that's going to be fun. Uh, today I'm joined by my very special guest, Megan. She's uh, one of the, one of the first teammates that i had on uh bergener strength and, and sage's gym so that was that's that's been fun she's a really yeah. excellent weightlifter really 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 powerful human being and and today it's a it's a special edition of the thousand ways podcast it really is something that i'm just going to start trying out when i have people on but uh what does it say what does it say on the front right there um it says in between cues in between cues so over the past you know over the past couple days or pretty much like the last the uh, last couple weeks i've really been thinking about what the podcast is and, and what it does and the conversation that i had with with myself when i was just talking and thinking about it was um uh coaching cues so the the, the thousand ways podcast started because of something that I heard on uh, uh, Coach Bergener say. I'm not 100% sure where it was, but I heard him say that it was uh, it was something that he that he mentioned when, when coaching. There's a thousand ways to say the same thing. There's a thousand ways to cue somebody. But what a cue is, is it's a, a coaching cue is a way to get an athlete or a person to react to a specific instruction. And they just kind of do it automatically. So it's you know, they're, they're queued up and they're, they just do it automatically. So, you know, our coach, our coach says, she says reach a lot yeah. and not many people are going to understand what that means. But in, in the middle of, uh, in the middle of a lift towards the end of it, you know, the, the people who do it every single day, they're going to know what it means. So the, the thousand ways podcast is, is a way to queue up is a, is a way that I would like to, to queue myself to just automatically react to you know adversity and and cue myself up for for life in the in the same way where it oh my god i'm sorry <laughs> in the same way where it uh where where uh, an athlete would respond you know unconsciously to 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 the coach i would like to respond unconsciously to the things that i've that i've learned my own cues so with that being said in between cues is is a way that we're gonna get the perspective of not just just me, but you know my my teammates, the coaches, and people that I eventually will bring onto onto the podcast. So, yeah. Megan, uh, go ahead and, and introduce yourself, bud. Uh well, you did a really good job. Um, I am Caesar's teammate. I started with I started lifting with Sage. Uh, what Sa like Sage two? Sage Bergner. <laughs> um sassy like two years ago wow 
It's already been that long. It's been it's been almost two years. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, because we we started Bailey and I started training with her like a year ago. Mm-hmm. And you've been her you've been with her since Hawaii, right? Yeah, like well, yeah. There was like a two month transitional period, yeah. but yeah, we'll, roughly. We'll, we'll dive into all that, but yeah, but yeah. But what else? What what what's who's, who's Megan? Who's Megan? Man, I like immediately forget who I am when I'm asked that question. Um, I nanny. That's my favorite thing in the world. I love the kiddos. Um, I lift. That's really it. I'm not that interesting. <laughs> well, in in between lifting and you know your job as a nanny, your job as a professional professional nanny. What is it that uh that keeps you motivated because I know that you I know that you personally you are very very spiritual, very religious, but you are very involved with with yourself. Like you yeah. you're very involved with the way that you feel on the inside and you think that that's a very you know, it's a very important thing as an athlete and just as a person to have on the back end. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think for me, it's more weightlifting in itself has made me be more self-aware in a like next level. I've always been a little self-aware, but not in this way. And I think that it's really, it's important and it's really necessary. Um, wait, what was the first question you just asked me? I don't remember. Dang. Pretty sure. It I'm was, like trying as I'm talking. It was pretty. Um, it was. It was about just being one with yourself and and just. Oh, what very, keeps me motivated? Yeah. yeah, I think what motivates me the most is I have yet to reach my full potential as an athlete. Um, that is like, it's a fear of mine, but it's also the coolest thing to think about, because on one side of it, you're like, okay, well, what if I never reach that? What if I never know? what I'm fully capable of. Am am I ever going to be the athlete that I'm destined to be? And then the other side is like, oh my gosh, like what am I going to do in the next five to 10 years with this sport, with life? Who am I going to affect? How am I going to be affected? And just to think about all of that is amazing. Amazing. I think I spoke about it on, on the last episode when I was talking about everything that happened after, after our meet. Yeah. It was it was really it was kind of eye opening to see how much you know how much I hadn't done exactly. in the in you know in the six months from being hurt to lifting last weekend and the only thing that's you know, the the cool part about it all is that if if I were to just be the best that I could be now I mean it wouldn't be any fun there's right. no there's no fun in there's no fun in just getting there and, and being there it's it's the journey it's the point of it's all the stuff in between and it's the stuff that we talk about all the time where it's exactly you need all that shit you need all that struggle you need all that terrible stuff to happen in between that really makes you that really makes you a champion yeah and appreciate it because it adds more value and i i uh, talked to b about this the other day you know the more i fully believe the more time that you invest into something is going to determine the value of it and what I love about weightlifting is it, you're never allowed to be complacent. You're, there's never a point where you're able to be like, okay, I'm going to half-ass this and expect to improve or even 
stay where you're at. It's, it makes, it puts everybody on an equal playing field. And it's my favorite thing in the world. You can't, um, you know, 200 pounds is 200 pounds. 200 kilos is 200 kilos. You can't, it's not different for one person than it is for another. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. You can't, you can't whiff it. You exactly, it's the same. It's the same every time. Like you have to, you have to put that work in like everything you can, you can always do better. You can always be better. I think, I think Matt Fraser said it, uh, in one of those, one of those videos about him. He's like, weightlifting is one of those things where you can always, you can always fix something. You can always have a straighter pull. You can always get mm -hmm. stronger. You know, so it's, it's, yeah, everything you put into it. I mean, and that's with, with everything. I mean, can you, I mean, can you honestly say that at the beginning of you being a nanny that you were good? No, no. My patience was not where it's at now. Yeah. And it's funny because people will tell me all the time, like, wow, you must have the patience of a saint. I'm like, you know, it did not used to be this way. Um, and I grew up in a household of very like dominant alpha females. So we were not, <laughs> we were not patient. Um, and that was one thing that I kind of loved about it. Cause kids, you don't really have an option. You have to be patient with them. So it just, I mean, you could, but then I'd be fired. And then I wouldn't have enough money to do what I need to do. And that's a whole other issue, but yeah. So that's really cool. I mean, I think I saw it. I saw it the other day where someone reached out to you and talked to you about patience, right? Because mm -hmm. you, I know, because I know you, and and I know how, I know how sometimes things can't. I mean, it's always it's not going to go well all the time. And one thing I admire about you is the fact that you are still resilient and 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 so headstrong, and, and the fact that you just want to get better. But what was mm -hmm. the thing that you that you wrote? the other day on the was it Fallbrook CrossFit did you write on their gym wall no I wrote it uh, on a post and then the woman who wrote to me was actually my first coach oh, okay when I ever did CrossFit um back when I did CrossFit huh, those were the days um she was the one who introduced me and did my fundamentals and everything and she reached out and um at the time she was working for another gym owner but since I've moved, she has opened her own box and is doing her own thing. But she reached out and I guess every morning she'll write like a motivational message or something for her athletes. And she wrote me and sent me the pic a picture of something that I wrote on a post that really resonated with her. So I thought that was super cool. And all I was talking about was kind of what we just touched base on. Um, how do you, maybe I'm going to read it. Let's see. Okay. I wasn't ready, so give me a sec. <laughs> <laughs> that happens all the time. There's things that I'll try to get. Like, I'll try to remember or I'll say something and then I try and then I'll remember it wrong and then I have to double check. I know, and you're like, dang, I just messed it up. Okay. So, you ready? I said, patience is not a gift, but a hard earned tool. Whatever it may be that's making you take a step back for a minute, remember. It's asking to be one of your most valuable projects. It's a prestigious priority. For every project will be an add-on to the life you're building for yourself. The more time and effort you invest into something, the more valuable it becomes. So I was really, my, my whole mission in weightlifting is yes, to be resilient and to you know reach that capability and be the best version of myself, but I want to be the example 
Like I don't, it has nothing to do with, you know, um, wanting to be known or trying to go big on social media. I get the most likes on social media. I could give a shit. It doesn't fucking matter. It really doesn't matter. Um, my, what makes me happy is knowing that somebody looked at my journey or something that I said and it made them want to be better. And I didn't just, I didn't just talk about it. I showed them how that happens. And that is so important to me. And that's something that I actually really love about our whole team. It's not nowadays. It's so easy to get wrapped up in social media. You see athletes and we're, we're guilty of it sometimes. It's not like it's not at all a thing for us, but, um, Athletes are so focused on putting as much weight on the bar, even if they're not moving it correctly, just to show the world how strong they are, just to get that extra boost of confidence from random strangers and, you know, boom up their social media. And it's just so it's not what it's about. And it's really counterproductive to what you're trying to do. Like at the end of the day, if you put and this is something I still struggle with, but at the end of the day, if you put your definition of success in the hands of somebody else and let them determine, you know, how good you are or if you're really doing it, you're going to be super disappointed all the time because they don't get it. Like you never know. You never know what someone had to do to be where they're at or where they're going. Like you, you just have no clue. And so that's one thing that I love about our team is it's not that's not what it's about and we're also and we'll hold each other accountable like I can totally I can wholeheartedly say that you and B without a doubt I know that if I was acting up and I was having an ego about something or if I was losing sight of what was really important I have no doubt or sage obviously one of you would snap my ass back into shape oh my god that's like that's what so I li- quick that's what i live for like, i know it really I is that you fuck up so i can just start yelling at you <laughs> i know but what's great is like we take it we don't get defensive it's not like what are you talking about we're yeah. very open-minded yeah it's not like it, it's not like you say something and then it's like whoa like we're yeah. it, it, you don't get defensive i think and that's the good thing about camaraderie and, and the team is especially with what we do yeah we know that each person i mean weightlifting as a whole just what we do is it's a really solitary and you I mean you're the only one that's on the platform like you're the only one that's doing it and it, and it translates right. to everything else if you're in a small group of people and you all know what it is that the next person the person next to you has to has to go through i mean you you understand it so for us to to sit there and be able to give that that correction and, and give that cue to one another and, and let them know like hey you're not being your best today yeah. like, that's that's really important because you know you guys you guys tell me that all the time you guys will say all that kind of stuff to me all the time and, and it really gets me back to where i need to be right um uh at the meet at the meet uh what was it last weekend yeah yeah it was last weekend so after yeah after after I'd bombed out on on snatch, and in between in between clean snatch and clean and jerk, when I was thinking about Owen Sage and Coach B were thinking about what I was gonna do if I was gonna go up there, right? And I was like, it hurt, like my ankle hurt. I wanted to go up there, and I wanted to just do it no matter what. But I remember 
I, like Sage was talking to me and I remember her looking at me and I told her, and she asked me, it's up to you. It's up to you. And I told her, I told her, well, what are you going to think about me? And, and she looked at me and she was like, it's not about me. Like, it's, yeah. it's not like, I'm not going to think about you any differently. And, and that really, you know, she, she told me that she was proud of me and that, because I told her before the meet that I was nervous. Right. It was the first meet that I've been nervous for since one of the very first ones. And, and she told me that I was, I was the, the athlete that she saw me in the beginning and, and the athlete that I need to be to be better. Not some cocky, you know, young weightlifter. And, and, and I really, and, you know, and the fact that she could tell me that and, and, like it it hits home the thing that she say yeah. like the thing the things that she say says like they, those things hit home and yeah and it, it was it was really hard to it was really hard to to sit there and, and not want to go and continue for her and like and for coach b and it but the you know we're doing those like we we weightlift for for ourselves mm-hmm. and 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 yeah at the end of the day it was a smarter decision just to kind of hold off but you know, you, you go through so many changes and so many, it's like, it's like a metamorphosis. You're like a butterfly. Yeah. When it's like, you're, you're transforming mentally, but you're transforming physically. So it's trying to something that I, you'll probably, you'll remember, um, my biggest thing in the beginning and you could, you're probably similar. Um, my physical ability far surpassed where I was at mentally. So it went for a while and then I got to a point where I was so like the two were so far from each other. I couldn't get it together. And that's when I had my first real plateau. And, um, and I remember being so frustrated and I was blaming everything was external. Like, Oh, it's because of my work schedule. Oh, it's because I don't have the money to recover in the way that I should be recovering or whatever, whatever excuse I had in that moment, I thought that it was, that was why things weren't going well. And one thing that I, this might be a little off topic, but one thing that I adore about Sage and I'm so thankful for is the fact that she, she has taught us from day one to be our own advocates. Like there was never a point when she was okay with us just fully 110% depending on her to do this for us. Yeah. Like she has always from day one, like this is your journey. I'm going to help in any way that I can. I'm here to support you. Like we're in this together. But at the end of the day, it's only you on the platform. And I, I always had so much respect and you always look at like, it's very common for coaches to be like, oh, that athlete would be nothing without me. Yeah. And like, okay, that's that's probably true, but that all that also lets me know where you're at and how you view this whole journey and this whole process. Yeah. And if you have a conversation with Sage, for those who have never talked to Sage, she is so like, that is just not how she thinks. She's very much about you know, us having accountability and taking ownership for our decisions and being wise athletes, knowing our bodies, know when to say no, knowing when to push. And obviously there's going to be times when she's like, no, you need to get back to the bar and do it again. 
and you know, that's life. But that's one thing that I think was a big, that was a big step for you because you demonstrated that this weekend because I feel like the younger you would have been like, oh no, I'm fine. I'm going out. Like fuck my ankle. It's whatever. I'll go out. I want to be a champion. You know what I mean? As opposed to like listening to your body. I mean, you could, but what is that going to do? There was, there was something that my dad said and it wasn't, it wasn't until after, but my dad was there and that was the one, I think one of the first meets that he had stayed, he went and watched both days. He watched everybody. Mm -hmm. And, and if, and if I'm being completely honest, it wasn't until after, and then after he saw it, because growing up, I've always played, I played baseball, I played football, I've done a bunch of sports and all that stuff. So he knows the kind of person and athlete that I could be. Right. But what he said afterwards, and this was like at the lowest point, this was like after my ankle was hurting, we were on our way back up, we went to sushi and it was just like right before, just on the drive up. So he told me, he's like, you did it again. I'm like, did what again? He's like, you, you always do this where, where instead of, instead of sitting there, instead of sitting there and performing and enjoying it, you come out and you want to you want to prove something like you exactly. want to do something and it wasn't until like i said no what are you talking about i was like immediately i was like no that's not true i've never been that way what are you talking like especially with weightlifting i'm like no and then and then i sat and i thought to myself i sat and i thought to myself what happened in the in the back room and it was that guy the guy who opened up at at 140 the same thing the mm -hmm. guy who opened up at 140 before me yeah in the back room he was standing across from me and he was he was snatching and on his warm-ups when he started getting to the heavier warm-ups he would start dropping the weights but he would snatch it sit up and like yell and like grunt and mm -hmm. then make it known that he like made the lift and then like right. dropped it and then i would catch him like looking at me and i don't know if it was passive or aggressive i don't know what it was but i had to let you know yeah yeah but then and then sage caught it she's like do you know him and i was like no i don't and, and so she saw it too so i wasn't yeah being crazy but when i saw him do that i was like fuck this guy like like i'm gonna I totally get it yeah i was like yeah. fuck this guy like i'm gonna i'm like who does this guy think he is like are you do you know yeah <laughs> to and to say it now i sound like a fucking asshole like i sound like a piece of shit no, where i'm like moment, it's no well, well what i was thinking was like do, does he know who i am like yeah. does he know what i've done yeah and like sounding it i sound like a huge like yeah like <laughs> i haven't done anything <laughs> yeah. like and i haven't i haven't done anything to earn that i haven't done anything to say that and i don't think it's not that i ever will but the fact that even if i go as far as i can in this sport for me to sit and think like does he know what I've done? That's that's a shitty thing to do. Like I have to appreciate the competition, appreciate the fact that we're here and Yeah. And then and then I went out and then I missed my first snatch and then I was like oh uh, on my way out there to snatch the first time he touched me and he was like, "Hey, good luck, man." And I was like and that fucked my head. Yeah. And in the back room I was like sitting there not looking at him, not doing anything and I was just thinking the person with the stronger mindset's going to win here. The person with the stronger mindset, and that's the thing I say all the time, is the person, you put two people in a room with the same capabilities, the same ability, 100%, nothing different. Mm -hmm. The person with the stronger mindset is going to win. And 
and I've been thinking about that since. And I, I don't know in the situation. I don't know who had the stronger mindset. I don't know if he was just stronger physically and his mindset. Do you want me was... to be completely honest? What? Um, I think it's, it's not. I I wouldn't say it's a weak mindset, but both are lacking because if he's taking the time to do something to get your attention, he's not focusing on himself. And if you're bothered by it, you're not that's, focusing and on that's yourself. That's me. Yeah. But that can. But I get it because. You know, any competitive athlete that tries to tell you they've never been in that situation, yeah, there's no way. Like, yeah. That's just part of it. So I think being able to recognize that that's not exactly where you want to be and that it affected you the way it did yeah. is also a step. Yeah. And so like now moving forward, you know, because it's not the last time it's going to happen. Like, let's be honest, especially with you trying to reach the caliber that you're trying to reach. Um it's not the last time it's going to happen. So now looking at that, just be like, next time I'm not going to be bothered. And there's no doubt with you being the way you are that that's going to be how you approach it. Um, and it's so, I think that all goes with kind of like um, expectation and like what you, what you really want to achieve at that meet. And I, it's so interesting because Sage and I just had this conversation and she kind of had to check me a little bit. Um, and, you know, so she called me and, for those who don't know, um, I, in my opinion, did not show up and did not have a great meet. That was my walking away from it. I was not happy. I was pretty bummed about it. So, you know, she catches on, obviously she calls me and she's like, you know, what's, what's going on? I, you've had a whole day to think about it. I want to hear your take on the meet. And I was just honest, you know, I'm not happy with, with what I did and my performance and and she was like, you know, um, you got to figure it out. And at first I was like, man, like, you know, I didn't really know how to take it. But then I thought about it for a second and she's right. Like, you just, you got to figure it out. You got to learn from it. And then she was like, you know, yeah, we do this to be better. And, you know, we're trying to be the best we can be. But did you have fun? And like, that wasn't even something I was thinking about. And then you mentioned the other day where you were like, yeah, we do this shit to be great, but we're supposed to have fucking fun. This is fun. Weightlifting's fun. When I think it was, it was at American open series. Oh, at American Open finals, the first year that I went to it. Um, I had, I had shown up with the same attitude that I, sh that, that I had shown up with at, at the meet the other day, especially after like, especially after knowing, like, I like seeing a bunch of guys there that I, that you see on like YouTube and yeah. like Cal strength and those kind of like just good guys, like in the situation where your idols become your rivals, like that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I just seen a bunch of guys that I've recognized and I knew that were good. And I was like, fuck, like I have to. I have to bring it. And I was putting all this pressure on myself and I was like just getting angry mm -hmm. and getting frustrated. It was like just getting in that mindset where it was like, mm, I got to uh, like I got to go. And and I was just like had this scowl on my face. I wasn't having like a I was walking through the hotel like through the through the convention center in Anaheim and I was just walking around looking at everybody and everyone was saying hi and I was like ignoring them or just like just like not in my head and not really doing anything and it's it wasn't until i sat there and i was like what the fuck are you doing yeah like think about where you're at think about what you've done to get here 
and think about the opportunity that you're going to have right now. It's like, you know, like you're not going to win. You're not going to win, but that doesn't mean that this isn't a valuable thing. And I ended up switching my whole mindset from like, I have to be the best to let's just, let's do the best we can and just have fun. And then I ended up going six for six with two PRs and you bought me that $90 bottle of whiskey to celebrate. And that was, yeah, I still have (laughs) that. Yeah, that that was awesome. Uh, Yeah. And that was something else that Sage kind of uh, talked to me about. She was like, in case, uh, in case anybody doesn't understand, we, we really appreciate Sage and what she does. Yeah, we really do. This is, this should just be called the, this should just be called the thousand ways to say that we love Sage podcast. I know. But, you know, but she's, she's a, she's a great coach and, and a, and a great role model. But what you, you were saying, um, well, something else she uh, reminded me of, she was like, you know, no one's making you do this. So, um, like you can walk away whenever you want. And she, it wasn't mean. It wasn't, you know, to tear me down or it, it wasn't like that at all. It was just, you're choosing to do this. So it's, it's another way to shake that victim mentality. And that's also something she will never allow us to play victim. And it's, it's something that I'm extremely grateful for. Cause I would have, oh, dude. <laughs> okay. So let's, okay. So moving away from weightlifting. Cause I, I talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our life. Yeah. But moving moving away from it, there's there's a lot more there's a lot more to life than than that. But it's the lessons that we've learned from it. Right. What uh. What 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 advice would you give to somebody in a situation where they you know where similar like similar situation they had to go for a dream they had to go for something that they wanted. Mm. What's what's something that you can tell somebody like that? Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself and be patient because it's going to take a long time. It's going to take a long time and don't set an expectation. Don't set any expectations as to where you need to be at what time. And this is something that I currently struggle with. So I say it because it's, it's what I'm slowly realizing with every fail that's happened in the last two years. Um, needs to be on the top of my list. I have to be on top of it. Um, yeah, be kind to yourself. So what I mean by that is don't be, don't immediately think that if you're not where you want to be by a certain time, that it's just not meant for you or that maybe because you're a little bit more uncomfortable than you expected. Um, it's because you're being redirected maybe, but not always. And I think, Nowadays, we live in a society where everyone's looking for the quick fix. What can I do to be immediately effective? Um, And that goes with diet. It goes with even some people relationships. It goes with, you know, fitness, obviously, whatever it may be. People want easy. People want comfort. So at the end of the day, you have to accept it is going to be so uncomfortable. Um. And it's going to make you be extremely self-aware. And self-awareness, although it's incredible because you grow and 
you become this person who you never knew you were capable of being, but it also opens up a whole other side of yourself that you didn't even know was there. And that can be stemmed from, you know, childhood trauma. It can be what's fueling your worst insecurities. And it's really uncomfortable to just sit with that and know that that's what you have to do in order to overcome those and take the next step and grow and elevate as a person and as an athlete. So I would say, you know, just, just breathe and take your time and be resilient. I read a quote. Um, I think I shared it with you guys. I read a quote like six months ago that, that a coach wrote. And he was like, everybody thinks that weightlifting is a sport that is a race of strength. It's not a race of strength. It's who can have the most resilience. And that really sat well with me because that really is what it's about. You're going to get where you want to go if you put in 110% and you don't stop. And then some people will say, okay, so does that mean I'm going to make a world team? It's not what I mean by that. What I mean by you're going to be where you want to be is you're going to elevate mentally in a way that you didn't even think was possible. So you're going to quickly realize, and this is another thing that Sage tells us all the time, it's not about, you know, the destination. It's about what happens along the way and what you learn and what you overcome and what you, what exposes who you are and the type of strength that you have. So that's what I mean. You're going to get that strength and you're going to realize who you're meant to be. And it's worth it, but it's going to take some time and it's going to be really fucking uncomfortable. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you the same question. What advice would you give a weightlifter who's set a goal for themselves, who's just starting out, who doesn't know how this goes, who's scared, excited, maybe has a bit of an ego, maybe not? Regardless, what would you say to that lifter? It doesn't just it's not just for a weightlifter, mm-hmm. but it's more it's more of for for everybody. Anybody who has a goal that they want that they want to achieve. Everything I mean life is hard. Life is hard. There there are many factors as to why things can't happen. It's much easier to it's much easier to quit than it is to keep going. Yeah. It is. And and if you want to be the person that sits there and, and, and quits and, and doesn't want to push a little bit harder, doesn't want to, doesn't want to take that next step and, and fight and be comfortable with being uncomfortable and, and, and work, then that's fine. Right. But you can't get mad at anybody else who's doing more than you. Right. You, you can't get mad at the person who doesn't quit at the first sign of trouble. It doesn't quit at the fact that stuff doesn't go their way. If you're and it's, it's one of the, it's one of the sayings that, that I like a lot. It's if you're going to do something, if, if you're going to do it, go all the way. Yeah. There's no reason to stop. What, what else are you going to be doing? There, there are so many things in life that are temporary Mm-hmm. that'll go away that, that just won't be here in a couple years but the thing that's going to stick with you are those decisions and, and those 
those decisions and and the regrets and stuff that that you haven't that you didn't take the chance on like i have i'm i'm 21 years old i'm going to turn 22 this year and i have i have those regrets and you know there's people out there who are like shut the fuck up kid like what <laughs> regrets do you have and i'm like i do there's things that you know there's i i regret not doing this a lot sooner but i'm doing it now i regret uh, i regret not stopping you know not stopping to play like stopping football and and with all my injuries and stuff not stopping sooner and perhaps picking the sport up sooner like i would be a a completely different person i I regret you know i I regret a lot of a lot of how hard i worked in in high school and a lot of stuff and i'm sure a lot of people do too but those things are are going to live with me but they don't define you so if you are going to do something you you have to go all the way with it and yeah just you you have to think to yourself you sometimes get mad with yourself what what else are you going to be doing yeah why are you not why you're not why aren't you waking up early exactly you know why aren't you waking up at, at five you're going to sleep in until six or seven or eight what are you going to do with those the, the two or three worthless hours in the morning Right. There's. Why? Why aren't you gonna make your lunch in the morning? Right. It's well, refusing. It's. You look at weightlifting, and yeah, you're right. What you said earlier, it's only part of it. Part of being the best version of yourself is applying that to every aspect of your life. It could go to you know work, or even just your communication skills, or, um you know, going to bed by a certain time every night so you get a full night's sleep. Um, Like little things like that that people don't think about. It starts with that and then you create little habits that affect other things in your life. Well, that's what, I don't know if you listen, if you, if you listen to the last podcast that Mm -hmm. we talked about the compound theory. Oh no, that was two podcast. That was the second episode Mm -hmm. we talked about the the compound theory, which was what Abdul and I spoke about. You know, Abdul. Yeah. Yeah. He's a cool guy. What's up guy? (laughs) Um, but it's, it's imagining your life on a, imagine looking at a boat sideways, you know, and there's one, there's, it's, there's one, one patch of, of sea that's going on, just going straight. If you make a positive decision, you're going upwards. If you, you're going upwards one degree, if you're going negative, it's, you're going one degree South. Now in the first, you know, in the first you know, six months to a year, that one degree of change every single day, it's not going to show up too much. But over the course of years, you know, and years and time and time and time, you're going to end up in a completely different position. Either way, though, you can go, you can do one positive thing every single day or one negative thing every single day. Or the scariest one was not doing anything and just moving forward. That is legit my biggest fear is being in the exact same place and not even physically but mentally that i was a year ago or six months ago and and from from this perspective like my perspective and and bailey's perspective you're a completely different person from from when we first met you Mm. like completely different like change you're much stronger more independent yeah and just all around just more 
confident and sound person than you were because I mean, you're still doing that little foot wiggle before you oh my lift gosh. for it like drives 45 me seconds. And I do it literally 45 seconds. But before, before it used to be a lot longer. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's, there are some days, there are some days and it's just some where sometimes I can tell that you're not feeling it yeah. and that you're not really putting your all to it. Mm-hmm. But those are few and far between as opposed to what it was a long time ago. Yeah, I agree. Where that was like every single day. It really was. I went through... I was like a four month period and it just, it was ego, a hundred percent ego. I progressed so quickly in that first like eight months that I thought, man, like I am the shit. And it got to a point where, you know, because weightlifting is the humbling sport that it is, you can only go so far. So far, so fast. Yes. And I, I was PRing like every single weekend. Yeah. I was like for what? For, like four months. Yeah. It was only by like a kilo, but still every single weekend I would PR. <clears throat> and um, I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to go to nationals next year. I'm going to go to AO finals next year. Um, and I was never rude, but I didn't realize in that moment how toxic I was to myself. And I got to a point where, you know, things, things were so far in from and my head was so far behind where I physically was, I no longer could lift the weight that I was lifting and I stopped. And for four months, I would cry after every single session, uh, which sounds super dramatic and it really is, but it happened. Um, I... I've cried after a session or two. I can I can admit that. <laughs> Only two. That's like a, okay. A session or two. Yeah, yeah. You know it's okay. I cried like yesterday. It's not even a big deal. <laughs> um, no, I would, and I blamed everything around me, and nothing was changing. And there's nothing Sage could have. And she did what she could. She was very involved. She checked in with me. My teammates. Uh, I like we have the most supportive group of individuals like I there was no better group to let me go through that um and it wasn't until that I had some accountability and I realized it was all in my control that I saw a change and that really was what it was um you just got to put your big girl pants on and just accept it and then Literally in like a week, everything took a 180. But I also wouldn't, that wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have gone through that four month period. So I'm super grateful that that happened. And I would, I would do it again. I would go through it again. The biggest part of the biggest part of, of what I'm trying to accomplish here with, with all this is the fact that you know, I'm in no way am I trying to tell somebody what they want to hear to motivate them because motivation doesn't work. That it's is temporary. Yeah, and inspiration and that, that kind of stuff doesn't work. It's, it's complete bullshit. It isn't until you start looking inward and wanting to make the change on the inside that things start happening. Mm-hmm. And if that's my doing or if that's someone's doing where it's like, hey, he can do it. So can I. Right. She can do it. So can I. That's That's what this is. So the fact that everything is just internal 
Yeah. All of it, all of it is just wanting to, and it doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if, oh my gosh, the most important thing is it doesn't matter if you do it more than once. If you, if you try to get your life back on track more than one time, if you start, you stop, you start, you quit, you start, you can't do it. Something comes up. The fact that you're trying is, is much better than not. So looking inwards as opposed to, as opposed to outwards and evaluating the things that you really need to evaluate. Those are the things that are important. Like you, yeah, in, in no way, in no way am I trying to, to make people do stuff. Well, and it's not fair. Yeah. It's not fair. Um, and that's, it's a huge pet peeve of mine for some people on social media, they will only post their makes and they'll talk about, you know, how great lifting's going and that's all they'll post about. So you have these people that are inspired, um, who watch and they're like, man, I really want to try this out. Um, or it could even make them want to try something else, but whatever it is, they want to try and they try it and they quickly realize, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. This is really uncomfortable. This is something I'm unfamiliar with and immediately shy away from it. Or they think this isn't for me. I chose the wrong path for myself. And it's so false. It's complete bullshit. Um, we're, we're mainly talking about weightlifting, so I'll keep it there. But um, weightlifting is really hard. It's really hard. Uh, the payout there's is pretty non-existent. Yeah, it's not you're not going to have stability. I mean, you're not going to be. It's not like yeah. It's you're not looking at like NFL. You're not even no. looking at like hockey numbers. Yeah, there's no stability. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee that you're going to reach where you want to be. The spots are limited. There's a lot of people going for the same you know p- spots. Um, what and that's why your focus has to be different. It can't. It can't be so fixated if you but if you didn't if you didn't have something that you were going towards and then and the same thing applies to everybody it's you know if you want to start your own podcast if you want to start your own blog if you want to be an artist if, if you want to do what why not yeah well and yeah and it goes equally like you could not make it it could go nowhere but what if you do you could you you are all on an equal level playing field and that's another thing is people will think like um, you know, they're more financially stable. They have more time in their schedule. They're able to recover better. Oh, look at what, you know, where they're able to train. Um, it doesn't matter. Make it happen. Make do with what you have. Do the best, do the best with what you have. Exactly. And another uh, quote that I read, um, while you're busy doubting your ability, someone else is intimidated by your, uh, oh crap, someone else intimidated by your, uh, potential. Wow. That took way longer than it should have. So, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, while you're busy doubting yourself, someone is intimidated by your potential. Wow. And a lot of times I've never heard that before. And that's, that's, yeah, that's good. Right. And that, um, that goes for all my uh, mental athletes. I'm a mental athlete. I tend to overthink everything that I do. Pray Sassy for her patience because I would want to shoot me 
I th- but I think people in general, with, with whatever it is that they care about, they're always mm-hmm. going to be hypercritical. Mm-hmm. If you're not hypercritical as an artist, if you're not hypercritical as, as, yeah, as, as an artist, as a director, as as a writer, as an athlete, as a boss, even yeah. it doesn't matter. It's you're gonna doubt what it is that you do anyway, but you have to be confident in your ability. You have to you have to be able to trust yourself, and that's. That's that. that I'll, I'll definitely, I'll definitely touch on that, and and I'll touch on being on trusting yourself, and that's that's going to be part of my Arnold Six Rules for Life episode that's coming out soon. Oh, but love, but that one's going to be. But trust yourself is one of its rules, and if you don't, if you don't trust yourself and your ability to somehow succeed, regardless of being able to make those mistakes or making mistakes. You, Anyone else can tell you that you can't do something. Not listening to somebody else tell you, hey, you can't, like, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. That's easy. Exactly. But when it starts getting into your head and you start telling yourself that, that's, that's when you're, that's when you're kind of fucked. But when, when you start trusting yourself and regardless, and you learn from your mistakes, you learn from, you learn from the things that you have to learn from and look inward as opposed to outward and, that's that's when when things start happening yeah it's all mindset and perspective and when people well another thing is if you're busy talking about it or if you're busy uh talking about someone else not doing it this might be a little off topic actually but i just thought of it um it's completely shifting your focus away from where it needs to be when you think about you know you're the only man in the arena, right? So when you go into this arena, it's fight or flight, okay? So, you know, you're a predator or you're prey. It's very simple. You don't have time to look around and talk about other people in the arena because their motive is to kill you, is to take you out. You have to survive and you have to do the same. So the people who have time to talk about other people are not in the arena. They're watching, and that's something I personally try to be very aware of with myself. You know, if you're busy talking about what you want to do or the other people that are trying to do, you know, what they're doing in their life and criticizing them or naming all the reasons why they're not going to do it, you're not in the arena. You're watching. So you're not doing anything. Um, and that was pretty powerful for me. But it all comes down to mindset. It's all mindset. It's understanding that it's so much bigger than just you. It's so much bigger. There's so much more that you can do in this life. And there's the way that you can impact the people around you is so much more important than winning a medal or being able to say, I'm on a world team. I went to the Olympics. Guess what? That's pretty cool. And don't get me wrong, like mad respect. And like at the end of the day, that's incredible and that's your journey and I would never discredit someone who reaches that caliber. What, who did you affect in that process? What impact did you have walking away from the sport? Yeah. That's what matters. So that is what people, the reason why you become self-aware and you strive to be excellent in all these other aspects of your life is to make an impact and to have that effect on the world around you. And 
That's it. And by doing so, you're going to achieve the other things that you want to achieve. I, there's uh, one of the biggest rules in, in or one of the, the biggest things that's, it's another one of Arnold's six rules, but it's, all, <laughs> it's also in the, the book Think and Grow Rich. Napoleon Hill talks about, he talks about what it is to give back. When, when doing something, when doing something, and especially doing something that, that you're passionate about, that, that you want to make part of your life, if you're not providing value to somebody else, if you're not providing a, a, certain, a certain level of importance and, and putting the fact that, yeah, everyone else is important as well, if you're not helping somebody else, you're not really doing anything. So with with this kind of stuff and it's it's crazy. Yeah, it's there's there's been a couple of times. I think it was one time one time in particular where I went to where we were out in Vegas for the AO for AO3 last year. Mm-hmm. And um one guy recognized me by my he recognized me and I never met him before, but he met uh he knows me from Reddit and mm. he and the stuff that I post on Reddit and he came up to me and he talked to me and he was like it's like man i i just i think it's incredible like everything that you've done like so i love watching your progress and that and that was just one account i mean there's another guy um there's a guy it's one of he's a badass dude his name is riley he uh like my dog like your dog (laughs) but um this was back when i tried to do the kilos and collars Mm. the kilos and collars uh like page. Instagram page where yeah, yeah. where I was just lifting and like where I was just lifting in like collared shirts and was trying to get Trevor and all the guys to do it. Yeah, that was I fun. had guys do it. Like yeah. I had guys do it and send it to me, but he Riley was one that he followed me from my he followed me for uh, on Instagram f- uh just for me, like my personal profile. Mm-hmm. Messaged me and he was like it's like, "Hey man, like I love I love watching you. Like it's it's a like an incredible seeing your transformation like i love watching you lift just all that kind of stuff and him and i went back and forth and talked and it was just the impact that however small it is my impact on his life like it's still an impact and 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 him and i still talk and like he's wow. he's a badass guy but it wasn't until like he was the first guy to ever participate in the in the kilos and collars thing where he yeah. sent me a video first and uh i was like uh, i was taken aback by that like the fact that he wanted to do that on his own and yeah he's just like like that kind of stuff like, i met i met and i've met indirectly like some incredible people who just appreciate what it is that i do for myself and and again that's why that's why the 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 most important thing that i can do as as an athlete and a leader is is make sure that i'm conveying a good message and i'm i'm about it that Mm -hmm. i that i live it and that that i do it because not for them now i don't do it for them i do it for me but because i do it for me it shows them that 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 they can do it and yeah it goes it goes both ways yeah so by you giving or setting that example and living the life that you, you know, preach to others 
they should be doing or strive to be, whatever it may be. Um, it, it gives you a sense of accomplishment. Like for me, there is nothing, it's that message that you brought up that I received the other day, like having somebody write a post that I wrote on their board for their box. Like, I think that is incredible. And it has nothing to do with like, oh, look, I wrote that. No, it's that message reached this one individual. And hopefully she reached these 20 individuals or even one more individual. Maybe someone came into the box that day who was really struggling with something at home or like, a you know, a promotion at work and they needed to see something to put their mind at ease. Nothing to do with me, but it did that. And that is the most incredible thing to me. And it gives what you get from knowing that's happening is so much bigger than being famous or being known in the small temporary, you know, um, this being up on this pedestal that people try to put themselves on. It's that that feeling of being so loved. It's it's great. It's just temporary and it does, it helps nobody. It helps nobody. And the people who put you up there, you know, you're giving them power to determine where you're at and what you're doing. I hear it too. That's so weird. Uh, And what you're doing with your life. And nobody gets that power but yourself. So the give and the take is so important. And it teaches us a lot as athletes too. Like, I think that's crazy humbling. The fact that somebody reached out to you is letting you know, you know, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on you. I see what you're doing. I see I'm watching your progress. I'm watching how you approach your failures. I'm watching your perspective on, you know, when life doesn't go right for you. And I want to be like you or I'm inspired by it. So it, it puts a little bit of responsibility on your shoulders, but it's in the best way. Yeah, I have to be I have to be accountable for my actions. Right. Because so, you can't you can't teach accountability yeah. if that's not how you live. Like that's crazy. So as we as we draw to a close here cuz we're we're coming close to an hour now. Dang. What is what is a cue? What is a cue that Megan that Megan Ballard can give to whoever needs it because it's not it's not for everybody right it's for that one person because that one person makes a difference yeah uh Sage actually told me this one that's a Sage cue that's not a Megan cue oh wait what's a cue that Megan can give to that one person that one person listening that needs that needs something that's what would you what would you tell a person that's just like you? What cue would you give to yourself? You already have everything that you need. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's Okay, I'm totally <laughs> Okay, so Sage totally told me that, but <laughs> but it's so true. Like that I really would say that is my thing. Um because it's true. You are already given everything that you're meant to have. You have it. Just because you lose your way doesn't mean that your calling changes. It doesn't mean that your destiny is no longer 
your destiny. It's going to happen. It's just not going to be the way that you think it should be or it's not going to be on your timeline and you have to be okay with that. But regardless of what's happening and the chaos and the confusion and the discomfort and being unfamiliar, whatever it may be that's stumping you a little bit, just remember you already have what you need. There is nothing external that is going to make it or break it for you. You have it all already. And that's... It's that simple. All right. All right. Okay. That's excellent. That really that really works. And that that's like I said, that one person. The the one person who need the one person who needs it or everybody who could take it and chew on it and, and digest it. That's yeah. That's all that's that's all this is about. Mm-hmm. So love it. So we thank you, Megan. Tell tell the people where they can where they can find you, where what what they can find you on if they want to get a little bit more of of Megan. Okay, well, I have an Instagram, and it's <laughs> uh, I had a Twitter, deleted that, but my Instagram name is Megan M E G A N N N Christine K R I S T I N E. I was totally going to say yahoo.com. That's literally my email. <laughs> well, now they can email you too. Now you can email me. Um, oh, that's it. Where, Facebook's way too boring. Where can uh, where can people find you on a, on a platform next? Vegas. Uh, University Nationals. U25s. Okay. All right. And then uh, I'm competing at that same one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay so thank you everybody stay stay dry out there it's supposed to it's supposed to rain until what i heard was until next wednesday i spent the fucking big bulk of this morning draining my my backyard with a with a broom and breaking fences so hey you did pretty good though i might have to i might have to go do that again soon so thank you everybody for tuning in uh i hope you enjoyed this extra episode and and this is definitely something that i want to to start up in between cues so it's you know stuff stuff that i say that i've learned and the stuff that that you can learn from from other people and whatever you know whatever you need all the cues in between so i appreciate it thank you for listening and uh we'll see you see you on the next episode that should be released uh I want to get it out on Tuesday, Tuesdays, and Thursday or Friday. I don't know about that second day, but uh, but there's going to be two episodes a week. So thank you, and uh, have a great day. Bye. Bye.